welcome to the So Toxapod, episode nine. I now know what number we're at in this season. Um, and I'm very happy to... One of us. <laughs> and I'm very happy to welcome Justin Briano, who is joining us, I think, from Prague, uh, virtually. And uh, Yeah, don't, um, don't let the background fool you. Yeah. This is yeah. Prague, yeah. The background I was going to say, that doesn't look like Prague. <laughs> Sounds like you have good Wi-Fi wherever you're camping. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Justin and I, we met by chance uh, a few months ago when I was in Prague. And uh, there was there's this amazing bar there called the Dog Bar, or at least that's the nickname. I can't pronounce the actual name. Um, and by chance, Justin was playing there. And I think it was a Tuesday night or something or a Monday night. And um, my girlfriend and I were celebrating her birthday. So it was uh, really awesome. And your performance just blew us off our feet. So we quickly talked to you afterwards just to give you a hey, what's up? and uh kind of turned into exchanging context so i'm really happy that worked out and uh that you came so welcome justin and maybe you give an intro of yourself sure yeah thanks for having me um so yeah you're right we we met that time at dog bar and uh if so just about that if i recall correctly i think i was playing solo at that time just yeah i think later in the set um the guy with the cool afro joined you on the cajon and yeah, yeah. Back for you. But it was a solo night, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of which, I was there last night, also a similar situation. Uh, but yeah, so basically, just to give you kind of a, a quick background on me, um, I've been in Prague for about nine months. I moved here uh, for master's studies. So, I study in Prague at uh, Cesaru, which is like basically the agricultural environmental school here in Prague. And um, yeah, I moved here for studies, but uh, if, if I'm being real, studies is kind of like uh, on the back burner sometimes, and I'm just kind of uh, using it as an excuse to move to Europe and uh, travel around here easily and um, kind of explore opportunities here. But I, I am studying my master's uh, in sort of like an environmental science program. Uh, and so I'm done with my first year of, of master studies here. And next year I go to Vienna for a semester and then I finish up in Prague. So I do have at least over another year in Europe um, and then we'll see what happens next. But I think I will probably stay in Europe um, after that and just kind of see what opportunities come. Um, but also I'm from California. I've lived in California my whole life. And so, you know, pretty much only being from Northern California uh, all my life and then moving to Prague was definitely the biggest change that's ever happened for me, so. That's a crazy switch. Where exactly in Northern California? So for ease, I usually tell people San Francisco, uh, but if they actually know the Northern California area better, then I tell them I'm from Vacaville, which is basically between uh, Sacramento, the capital of California and San Francisco. Okay. Um, okay. So it's a little more inland than actual Bay Area, even though there's kind of debate sometimes whether we are are part of the Bay Area. But yeah, Vacaville is the uh, the name of the town. There's a lot of cool town names uh, in Northern California. My dad's from uh, Eureka or Arcata, so which is way up higher, uh, like a, quite a bit still on the border. Um, right. That area is really nice, but it's quite a contrast to Prague. Uh, and yeah. big European cities, because even San Francisco, while big, is different than, like, Prague in that sense. The 
the whole structure and infrastructure of the town is different. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously the people are different too. What's one of the major differences you've uh, experienced? Like, uh, well, people, I guess, wise. Uh, well, people wise, I mean, one some things I always go back to. I mean, if we're talking uh, just experience, I mean, first thing that comes to mind is cost of living is much more affordable here than in California. Uh, doesn't hurt. It doesn't help that uh, you know being the Bay Area is like one of the most expensive places I'm sure in the whole U.S. But um, in general, America is much more expensive than Czech Republic. Um, so the cost of living is a huge difference for me, uh, in terms of people, um, it's hard to say, like, there, there's many things I would say. One, one thing I guess you could say about my experience in America is, is although we are like the country of immigrants, um, and you do get exposed to different culture, uh, different, uh, different backgrounds and all these things, definitely by nature, everyone at a certain point usually just becomes Americanized, you know, we're all kind of Americans. And so you do get some kind of this disconnect from the culture. And I guess this isn't necessarily just Prague, but in general, moving out here in Europe, um, I do feel like I'm exposed more directly to different cultures, different languages that are actively being spoken. People that literally just moved from their home country here, um, with stuff like the Erasmus programs and, and stuff like that. So, and I don't know, they, they say like kind of stereotypically that, you know, Americans are generally really friendly overall. I mean, it's big generalization, but I kind of understand now, like we are very friendly and uh, the Czechs people specifically have kind of a, a stereotype for sometimes not being so friendly. And uh, there's definitely, uh real examples of both situations there's also exceptions but uh uh, but still like um if we're talking about czechs specifically still there are some very lovely czechs and um uh, it is a stereotype but I, i get what they mean at the same time that's really interesting as an american who was raised in europe um i feel that like i i empathize with the um whole disconnecting from the American kind of sense because it gets generalized a bit so you don't really know what to identify with or as uh, it's interesting uh, that, that you also experienced that coming over um, in terms of uh, what's funny is I've heard that too about the Czech Republic and I spent my semester abroad in Prague as well or like you're, you're not spending a semester there but you're doing your master's there but every experience I had with people in Prague was amazing. Like the people were always super nice locals. I've never met, like if, if I've met someone who was maybe a bit out of line, it was definitely a drunk, usually English person who was like maybe <laughs> a, like lost on some random bachelor party or something. And, and as you're saying that there, we get to a big part of, of European <laughs> cultural diversity <laughs> is, is having prejudice against other European countries yeah. and making fun of them. Yeah, such as such as the English always being terrible on holidays. <laughs> yeah, and Germans always complain about food, regardless where they go on vacation. That's that's the German stereotype for travel. Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, I do. I do. It's I, I didn't. <laughs> I was fulfilling a stereotype. <laughs> oh um, no. Yeah, uh, I see you're drinking a beer, which is awesome because we do try and stay intoxicated. Uh, 
I miss Prague beer. What are you drinking exactly? Uh, so my favorite, even though I, I feel it's like the most mainstream thing to say, uh, is the, the Pilsner Equal. Um, mm. and, you know, this is like, if we had not in, in terms of like taste or quality, but if, if you had an equivalent in America, it would be like Budweiser, but, uh, yeah, I, I love Pilsner. I love the, the taste of it. And, the it has like sort of this like sweetness, to it sometimes which i think is nice but yeah definitely pilsner is one of my favorites there's some other lesser known ones that are also really nice um but yeah so pilsner have, sure. have you tried the czech budweiser uh no like, direct comparison no you no, haven't it's Budvar, I've, I've had it out of a can um uh, but i feel i need mm -hmm. to have it on draft um because you know as with any beer it's like the true experience i feel that's fair. Right. Actually, there's not many bars that have it on tap, I think. Like, most of them will have Pilsner or uh, Staropram, I think. It, yeah. Those, if I'm thinking about it right now. Interesting. Those are usually the two big options. And then uh, and then there's also, actually, near me, uh, along the river, there's, like, a, a boudoir, uh, like, boat restaurant thing. So if I wanted to, I, I definitely <laughs> should take advantage of that and have some on tap. It's much better than the American one guaranteed doesn't matter bud light budweiser do whatever yeah, the american i don't is. think we're setting out to fulfill the hardest task in the world no, no. <laughs> yeah. anyway um i'm having in my only reference on this podcast to the johnny depp trial i'm having a mega pint of wine a mega pint <laughs> well cheers guys cheers cheers i'm having whatever was left in my room which is uh oh. tea infused rum yeah exactly i have some of that some of that left Tea uh, but, rum. but i'm fresh out of booze That's pretty much nasty um well no, it's nice in terms uh, of uh music oh sorry I, I didn't want to cut you off no i was just going to defend novelty it's nice it's a cool bottle it's a good concept and it's innovative and it makes you drunk quicker than other alcohols would reminds yeah. me of uh um, have you guys had that what I don't do think I have. It's like this alcohol from Slovakia, and I think it is also like a, a tea-based alcohol, Tatra tea, and um, it goes up to like like ninety percent alcohol sometimes. Like it gets crazy. Yeah, just feels like a fire right here, you know. As a sixteen-year-old, when I got in, started drinking first, uh, the, a friend's brother had moonshine. And I had I had a tiny sip of moonshine, and I was like, "Nope, I'm never going over like 85% again." Yeah. <laughs> we did a terrible. I did a huge trip through Romania with a few friends, a couple of actually 20, 2020, first year of COVID, and uh, we had some of their local moonshine wherever we went. And yeah, I know <laughs> I know what you mean. It's just kind of burning through you in a very pleasant way. Yeah. We, they never told us what the percentage on it was. It was just always what was on tap or what was on hand. And it always came in an old uh, water bottle. That was really lovely. Yeah, it seems uh, kind of like under the table in the sense, like, uh, like how do they make this? Exactly. Um, well, you're a musician, so mm. I figure we should also talk about that side of things. Um, and again, the very first time we met, it was through music you were playing. Um, so how 
after you came over, how did you start getting in touch with like actually getting gigs? Because I know from a friend having set up um, like various uh, little like concerts at pubs and giving getting him gigs. Um, it's re a really tough scene to get into, um, especially not necessarily knowing people because it's tough to get networked in. So I'm really curious if you said you moved here less than a year ago, how you started, you know, being able to play and honestly really solid pub gigs like the dog bar where, you know, they fit a couple hundred people on a really good night. So like, tell us about that because that's already an impressive uh, achievement right there. Yeah. So, um, so one thing I'll say is like, you kind of wouldn't expect it, but maybe you would almost expect the other way around. But coming from California back home, um, you know, I've been playing music in one form or another, like most of my life at this point. And I've always wanted to like play more, have a band, these sorts of things, record more, write more, all these things. And um, it was kind of slow in california for whatever reason it's just kind of felt stagnant at times and you know i'd jam with somebody and then it would sort of fizzle out um have fun and everything but you know not not too much traction for the longest time but coming out here um i don't know if it's the scene if it's you know my level of ambition at the time you know i don't i don't know there's multiple factors maybe but um it's been once i've got going it's been like there's been a lot of traction here um in terms of playing especially uh and just people who want to get together and play and or even just jam but um i'd say like the first time i established like a, a gig here uh, I remember it's this tequila bar, this mezcal tequila bar called Mezcaleria. It's in uh, Prague 5, Smihov. And um, I remember just going out uh, with some mates for drinks one night. We went to some park in Prague. And then after we went to this bar and, you know, bartender is super nice. And uh, we're talking about it. We're talking just whatever. And then eventually the the topic of, yeah, we want to have live music here sometime. And then I'm just like, I'll play here, you know. And um, that that's how I got the first gig. And, uh, you know, I moved here with just an acoustic guitar. So I already had in mind, like, in some form or, or another, I'm playing something, whether it's, you know, just in my room or whatever. I'm playing something. So um, that's how I kind of lined up the first gig. And then... You know, I've met, I've made some contacts via like Facebook. There's like a musicians in Prague group on Facebook and people will be like, Hey, I'm looking for a drummer, a bassist, a singer. Um, we play this or, you know, we want to play gigs or a cover band, whatever the case. So sometimes I've found contacts this way. Um, there's another example, like there's this guy, uh, my friend Brendan, who has a YouTube channel. And I actually discovered him on YouTube before I moved here. And I kind of like was following what he was doing. Once I got here, I'm like, oh, this guy's like playing around here. I can like actually like go meet him and see what's up. And so that's what I did. I, I saw where he was playing one night when I got here and I went and met him. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, musician. I'm almost also a musician. And um, eventually we started playing some music together. But yeah, it's kind of been 
all around, like some through internet, some through just word of mouth meeting people. So, but you know, I can compare, you know, my experience in California, but there, there is a lot of live music in California for sure. But here it feels like if you're just, just anyone just trying to uh, start from the ground up with you, even if it's just covers or if you, you have some of your own music or whatever, it seems really easy to just link up with people and play. And if you have enough chops, get some gigs and, you know, so yeah, it's, it's been uh, like, once I've gotten going, it's, it's been pretty nice now with, with gigs and, you know, I have like a good handful of places that I've played here in Prague now and, you know, like more or less like a couple bands, a few bands maybe that I'm currently in, you know, on depending on how you define uh, an active band. But uh, yeah. That's incredible. I mean, that does show, I guess, that the Prague music scene is just amazing. A bar that you still have to play in if you haven't yet is the London Underground. I don't know if you know it, but uh, that's that's a that's a good place. It's probably my favorite bar in Prague. It is not probably your favorite bar. It is your favorite bar. <laughs> it's by far my favorite bar in Prague. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. I know this one, but I have still yet to be there. I've not gone there yet. You know the bar. You um, you you just haven't you haven't gone there at all. Yeah, yeah, I know of it. Uh, I've seen the sign and everything, but I just haven't gone yet. But it's worth checking out. They, uh, the owner, he uh, basically was a guitarist that you know went through the world, basically on on conventions and and uh, a couple gigs here and there, and touring guitarist. And he came to Prague and started up his own pub, and basically plays there live almost every night. And kind of just does live music for everyone and it's it's really good fun so he just has a guitar and he does you know he has the backing audio files and it, it's always good fun and it's a old british style pub uh yeah quite cool decorations and a good vibe i think for like a small bar in prague all right I'll check it out. yeah so it's definitely something to check out but uh in terms of having built up quite a resume of uh, you know various places that you've now played venues um What's like your favorite story on having, you know, having gathered all these experiences now playing several gigs? Uh, like if you had to name one, not that it's yeah. your sole favorite, but yeah, um, man, uh, I would probably say the most fun I've had has come from the bar where I met you, Dog Bar. Um, and that's definitely been the most frequented uh, place that I've played at. But yeah, just uh, some nights I've just been wild, you know, like it's not a huge venue, but it's big enough to, like you say, like have you know a couple hundred people in the bar um, and the music room gets really packed some nights. So, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, that, that place, you know, it's not always so magical there sometimes it's a little grimy and you know sometimes you know maybe i'm not so excited to play there but there's been really fun nights too and like you know they do have uh quite a mix of people playing 
there's, you know, last night I was there. I didn't, ex I didn't really know this was going to happen, but there was this, this guy uh, ripping the uh, electric violin and. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And he was, I didn't know I was going to be playing with him. Uh, I thought I was just going to be playing solo, but you know, he's like, yeah, I'm playing too. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know? And then I just <laughs> started playing, you know, the stuff that I had planned. And then he was just fucking soloing and just melting that thing. And uh, it was really cool. Uh, you know, I've had a moment or two where I stage dived off of, you know, off of that stage. And, you know, it's just, that place has been pretty wild at times um, and a lot of fun. Uh, in terms of like one story specifically, none that comes to mind, but definitely in terms of like the amount played and like the, the different, uh, different kind of wild experiences have been from Dog Bar, I would say. It is a so fun I, I had but go oh. ahead, Toby. Yeah, I had a question because you, you've been talking quite a bit about playing now and, and just happen happening to be on stage with other people. Um, when I was going through your Spotify, um, the three songs you have on there, um, is that still what you play? Or um, is, is that, uh, uh, do you play your own music? Do you um, play covers? Do you just play whatever jams out in that moment? What's your, yeah. what's your act? Yeah, so basically um, it does depend on the, the venue, like some... I mean, usually I, I at least try to sneak in uh, some of my own stuff, like a song or two of my own stuff. And it, it depends on the crowd, too, because some people, they just want to hear covers and songs that they know, and they don't they don't respond as much to um, originals and stuff if they don't really know it. But usually, um, you know, usually there's always covers, no matter what, because I don't have so much material that I can just just play my own stuff. I have like four or five songs that are mine that I'm, I love to play. Um, but when those run out, I have, you know, I got to rely on some covers, but, uh, and then sometimes, like I said, you, I, I just, I just play covers and this is usually uh, along the lines of alternative rock. Um, some, some maybe like reggae hip hop that, you know, I'm going to play in more of a rock form or whatever or an acoustic form. Um, so yeah, like, you know, some of my favorite bands to play are like Cage the Elephant, Arctic Monkeys. Um, been really digging playing a Smith song lately, but also like, you know, one another favorite is like No Diggity. Um, <laughs> there you that go. That was awesome. I remember that. <laughs> that was good fun. I was like, no way. <laughs> He's playing that. Yeah, yeah. That one's really fun, but yeah, so, but I, you know, and I do play a lot of, um, I do play some like really known songs too, but I try to not, I, I want it to be like a little more on the alternative side, not just, you know, Bruno Mars and, you know, kind of the same shit you always hear or whatever, but uh, nothing wrong with playing a Bruno Mars song. I'm just saying like, you know, try to keep it a little um, alternative, but yeah, so uh, usually I try to play, you know, at least a couple of my songs or all all the the little material that I have, um, and then just these sorts of covers. And the recordings that you that you heard on Spotify, um, that is all me, and it's 
it's made as if it were a band, but mm -hmm. at the time, like now I have like a band, but at the time I didn't have a band and I just recorded it um, all over with, with myself. And um, just to kind of like, as like a, what do you call it? Like a concept project, you know, like this is how it would sound. Well, that cancels out a lot of my questions because I was going to ask one of my questions I had written down was uh, who who drummed on that album or on the album on those on on that EP because the drums are amazing uh, across all three songs and uh, there's a couple things but I'll get into that in a second in general um, I remember when we uh, when we saw you live it was uh, there was songs we knew because you know they were either you know classics or you know you hear it before somewhere. And then there was original songs, and there, the song that or the the tune that was stuck in our head when we left, uh, walking back to the Airbnb, was transition because there's a I think in the bridge part where it's the chorus, but the woes that are mentioned in that song they just stick with you, and um, like they're repetitive. Some might critique that I guess, but it's it's super cool from a live point of view because you leave and that's. Like you played songs that are established, and yet that's the one that was in my head afterwards, and uh, like that's the one that stayed in my memory. So, yeah, how did it come to this EP? How did it come to you? Um, I mean, I learned guitar, and I started at some point when I was tired of playing other songs. I wanted to create my own, so I assume that's how you got to it as well, because I think that's mm -hmm. most people. But um, give us a little background on the songs on the constellation. And um, you, what's your what's your preferred favorite track to play? And in general, which one are you most happy with? Sure. And uh, actually, to to answer that the first question you had, uh, the drums on that EP are uh, programmed, so they're all from the computer. Um, but my, I, I got to give it to my friend Robbie back in um, LA. Yeah, he, I mean, he helped me. The, the whole EP and he was kind of guiding me on, um, you know, what I had and what I could improve on with, with the music that I, I showed him that I wanted to record. Um, but man, he, he tracked all, he programmed all the drums and yeah, I think he killed it with the whole production. Um, but everything else, the guitar, the bass, the vocals, that is um, all me just as a, you know, like I said, as a concept uh, band. And um so yeah, and to go off of the what you were saying, um, the woes in, in in the song and everything. I think for me, uh, I do I do like incorporating those. I think for one reason, like you just said, like it kind of gets stuck in your head, and it's it's kind of an easy tune that like kind of like creates like an earworm, you know. But um, I think that also for me came from like punk rock growing up. There was a lot of this sort of like whoa we are all we have tonight whoa you know these sorts of like these sorts of like group chants you know i think that's where i got a lot of that um definitely and uh for me like i, I like i said i don't have that much material there's the ep that you, that we're talking about and then i wrote one song basically one complete song since moving here and um, I would say that is kind of my new favorite. Um, but if I were to, if I were to say out of everything, I think Resistance is my overall favorite uh, one because I, I just, 
I just dig it. I feel like um, I feel like really good about the the whole um, kind of the whole process that the song goes through, and um, and I, I can see like playing different variations of it, very slow melodic versions of it. Um, so that that's my I think my overall personal favorite. Um, but yeah, I think I answered. Uh, what you were asking <laughs> and just to, to add on to that uh, to the to the viewers um, the intro you heard uh, is the intro to resistance and um, you you played that live as well and that was breathtaking because that's a it's fairly complex to play at least it seems that way it's uh, how did you come to writing that specific part did that just pop in over time or um, how did that come to be because I, so, I don't know if the recorded version is seven minutes, but the YouTube video is, and I guess maybe that it's extended there. Yeah. So, yeah. There's these. There's two songs that sometimes I kind of blend in together as like a, like a mix. Like, there's this one song that I call these images. Um, it's in that one has basically the same chord structure as Resistance, and so I end that one, and I kind of just fade into resistance and just continue the whole the whole same kind of melodies there um but these these two especially actually came from a previous project years ago um uh, i think about almost 10 years ago we we wrote these songs me and my buddy kyle uh, back in california and so uh you know me having done basically me having done most or all of the music and Kyle having done most or all of the lyrics and vocal melodies and bring, we were like a two piece, like I would play acoustic guitar and sing and he would just sing. And so us kind of coming together um, with, with our ideas and, and he was like, we were, I think really good in that sense where uh, I, I really felt like we could create a lot together. Um, whereas sometimes, on my own, I feel like I need to push myself to create, but he, it was easy to just like sit down with him when we were, we were uh, like a two piece act and just like create stuff and just kind of reinforce uh, stuff we thought might be cool in a song, you know? And so, yeah, that's how, that's basically resistance is, is sort of like this where we created this back in the day. And then um, when me and Kyle stopped playing, I was just like, man i love this song like are, are you cool if i just like continue this as my own and he's like yeah man do it like absolutely so um yeah that's that's still my favorite basically to this day so awesome i personally um transition is just the one that creates an earworm as you said for me so like, once you listen to it that one just sticks in your head mm -hmm. um another thing I wanted to point out um, on the third track, which is Bring Me Down, um, or I may have gotten the order wrong, but... Uh, you did, and let me, let me okay, say something. Toby, you take it. <laughs> it was funny because you mentioned, um, you mentioned that you like to play these images, was it called, and Resistance interchangeably. Um, and when I first listened to the AP uh, in the order of Resistance, Bring Me Down transition, uh, I thought that the, the transition, funnily enough, between Resistance and Bring Me Down was extremely smooth. And I don't know if that was intended so that you could play them also a bit interchangeably. 
Um, but when you started talking about, oh yeah, I play, I play something interchangeably. I was thinking, well, he's going to bring up, bring me down now. Um, and I was just wondering if, if that was on purpose or if that was something that you tried to capture again or for the first time with these images. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because, um, I, I I'm glad well, I am glad with the results. So these images resistance and bring me down. I'm happy the way they are and that they sound different enough, but they all basically use almost identical or identical chord structures. And like, you know, they're all based in like E minor chord. And so they do kind of all like, if I wanted to just have like a trip, triple song all at once, I could just play them all through and, you know, it could just be one big ass song. Uh, but yeah, they, they are all very similar in this way. And I was talking with my bandmate the other day about it. Like, uh, yeah, I'm like, I guess they are kind of all very similar, sometimes too similar. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't really planned that way. I think, you know, it's just, I really ended up liking that E minor structure and um, yeah, I liked the, the general, the general form of each of those songs and, you know, kind of, it happened that way, but it, it definitely wasn't planned. But in the case of like, in the case of pretty much any of those songs being able to kind of like transition from one to the next, it kind of worked out in this way where you can do that. So. Well, also in terms of you saying it's kind of a concept piece, um, it works well that it, they kind of not necessarily are interchangeable, but that they fit so well together that you can kind of just continue the story along. And that's really yeah. neat. And while they, while they are the same uh, or similar, I, I would say they each kind of showcase a different part of your skill. The one thing that they all have in common is like really cool riffs, I think, that are fairly hard. And your voice is like insanely cool. That's one of the best instruments on, on these recordings, in my opinion. Um, like the recording quality in general, really, really good to these songs, I thought. And uh, the voice always stands out. And you mix it with really good riffs. But then, for example, on Bring Me Down, which um, was the additional point I was going to make, you have some insanely cool breakdowns, which I assume you planned. And the way the drums match on top of it is really, mm -hmm. really cool. It happens in the chorus or at the end of the chorus, it happens in the bridge, and it's kind of a general flow in that song. Um, mm. And then in Resistance, you showcase more like the acoustic guitar being able to like a bit more complex stuff. So I think you keep the style and the band you reminded me of, which is kind of the next topic I wanted to bring up, like your influences. But the band that stuck in my head was Alter Bridge that I thought it was really similar to. Uh, or like it reminded me of it in the in a similar style, like the voice and and the way that guitar parts are are put in, but also awesome hard rock uh, pieces. Uh, that was kind of my the band that jumped into my head at least when I listened to it. Oh, I actually don't know uh, Alter Bridge, but I'm definitely gonna check them out. Oh, now. you should. I think I think they'd like you. <laughs> sure, uh, yeah. yeah, there's an album called Blackbird. I would recommend that album. Okay, awesome. And how would you describe uh, their sound? Um, alt heavy or alt hard rock, essentially, um, with amazing melodies, but also complex, intriguing music pieces. So uh, they have one. They have a notorious uh, like duet solo, guitar solo, on a song called Blackbird. It's the title track. 
and it's amazing and it's super long so they have those kind of things but then they also just have just great songs to play at festivals i think which is what i would categorize your songs as just great live music that just okay. gets people yeah. going and uh in a way i think alter bridge is similar to the foo fighters as well to some degree uh, okay. in terms of just the power and just a lot of hard elements to it but also great like sing-along melody kind of things Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that, anyway, so your influences, if, if, if I guess it's not Alter Bridge. <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, I've kind of, there's so many, especially with Spotify, there's so much, so much that comes up that maybe I have heard them and I just can't uh, remember at the moment, but no, I, I'll, I'll definitely check them out. Um, but I would say for me influences were like i said um definitely like punk rock like growing up uh like seventh eighth ninth grade like punk rock was all i cared about at the time you know (laughs) i had like was trying to do the whole look of like the the punk kid and everything like that and um so that goes back to um you know, Misfits, there's all these American punk bands, like the Unseen, the Casualties. Um, and then I did have a, a phase of before that was, you know, I mean, we call them, I don't know if everyone calls them this, but butt rock, where it's like uh, kind of your hot topic bands of like Corn, System of a Down, Disturbed, um, you know, Some 41, like. I lo- I still love all these bands, um, and so for me that's kind of it started with these bands, and then kind of went into the punk phase, and then after that sort of I got into like a ska reggae phase, I would say. Um, so like Streetlight Manifesto, and then all these sort of uh, reggae bands coming out of California, especially like Revolution. Um, the Expendables. Um, these are all major influences, I would say, for me. Um, I still feel like I have a little bit of this, like, like reggae ska um, tendency in some of my music, like the kind of the guitar upstrokes and the kind of the reverb sound. Um, and other than that, I kind of from there kind of just went into whatever, you know, just. You know, I've always loved hip hop. I've never really done hip hop for my own music, but it would be cool to do one day, incorporate more of that or just have like straight up hip hop tracks someday. Um, like basically alternative in general. I mean, you could go down the line with all types of alternative. I was, you know, Linkin Park is, you know, one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, you know, there's obviously like your Nirvana, your Pearl Jam, your um you name it you know um but it started to get more more like independent more obscure bands you know over the years so you know i one of my favorite bands is catfish and the bottleman coming out of uh uk um wales yeah wales is it wales yep yeah okay fans (laughs) okay okay yeah i love them um uh you know pretty much for like five seven years i've always had like at least two or three of their covers that i would play live um yeah one of my favorite bands 
Um, and yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many, uh, like, and nowadays I would say, like I was saying, like, uh, I do love Arctic monkeys. I do love cage the elephant, especially I, I really love, um, even like, um, Portugal, the man I really like. Um, so these are all big influences I would say. Um, but you could, you could really go down the line with, you know, all sorts of indie and punk and um, whatever. There's a sort of this style of of alternative or indie rock, which I don't know if it's if it's a actual coined term, but I, I kind of when I hear it, I think of dream punk, and it's sort of like there's this band like Cloud Nothings is a band I can think of. It's sort of like it's like alternative indie punk, but it's like very like um, very airy, you know, very um, kind of soft at the same time and, and easy to listen to, kind of light. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we could, yeah, we could we could talk forever about all different groups that that we like. So, but I would say I'd say most of my personal influences I, I covered uh, in those those big groups of bands. Can you define butt rock real quick? Because <laughs> I have not heard of that before. <laughs> um, maybe this was like a, like a, our group or our like Northern California term for it, but I don't know why we called it butt rock. But back, yeah, especially back then, like I, I, I feel like we wouldn't say it so much these days, but I guess we just were referring to like the popular, the more popular um new metal i guess is another word for like sort of like your corn your link your limp biscuit your lincoln parks your all these i I feel like the the proper word for these are like new metal like these groups but i don't know why we call them butt rock maybe maybe we thought they weren't cool after a while it's like oh man that's old like you know, you're either into punk or you're in, you're getting into hip hop or something. Not, you know, you're not into butt rock anymore. But I mean, now it's like that's silly. It's like we don't really we don't say it. Like we like whatever the fuck we like these days. But <laughs> I felt like I felt like we were so about our phases growing up that it's like, oh man, that's old news. That's you know, that's butt rock or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard that term before. <laughs> yeah. Neither have I. People yeah. haven't. Now that I think of it. <laughs> But I mean, a huge variety. The, Sorry, go ahead, Toby. No, it's fine. I was just going to say, but then again, I think you gave me quite a few good insights there um, because I did recognize a lot of those bands. Um, obviously, the the obvious ones I did, but uh, it'd be interesting to look into it and see if I, if I can recognize you. You know, go from the other side around this time. Mm. And as Scott said earlier, see if they would like you. It's a good yeah, idea. yeah. A band that. I don't know if you know them, but that fit your ska, reggae, punk uh, likeness uh, description is Jaya the Cat. I don't know oh, if yeah. Those guys, but they combine all of that, and it's just a great time when you listen to them. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I recently discovered them. That They've been a blast. Um, can't wait to see them live. Uh, in terms of, I mean, your influence is obviously from all around, from anything that... I mean, typical bands that you that you grow up with and 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 from all sides. But in terms of um, 
your next steps? What are your next milestones? What's 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 the next key milestones for you to hit on this musician um, path that you have started and are I guess slowly more committing to? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, for me, I would say, uh, well, definitely one thing is I've always wanted to tour. I've, I've always wanted to have a band and tour around. And I feel like, like with more work, with more writing and producing and kind of establishing more original stuff, um, that's well within reach, you know? Um, like I do, like I was saying, I, I do have uh, these days, actually since I even met you, I formed a, a new band. Um, and uh, it would be great to tour around even, you know, locally within just the Czech Republic or, you know, if we go to the nearby countries or whatever. So definitely some aspect of touring um, is would be a huge milestone. And I feel like it's just something I need to do before I die, <laughs> you know, like um, I have to I have to tour and, not, you know, it's it's plenty fun to uh, find all the gigs I can and, you know, for this point in my life in Prague. But um yeah to just like say that man this is the 2023 you know euro tour like that just sounds awesome and you know i have friends that you know some smaller scale bands some you know more known bands um especially from back home that i can think of that they're they're making this happen like i know a band with uh friends that i think they were touring with anti-flag uh, maybe even Green Day, like, you know, like there's friends I know that are making it happen. And, and basically like, that's a huge thing for me I want to do. And um, with that, just more writing, more recording, uh, producing my own music. Um, it's just also a huge milestone. And I have made progress, like before coming to Prague, I really hadn't written anything in, years really and i do feel happy with even though it's just one song i do feel happy with the song that i wrote since being here and i just want to do more of that and yeah so yeah really that's what it comes down to is just create more um you know have like a full length album is definitely a milestone uh, have a tour is a milestone and I would say have a band. I, I do feel I have a, a band right now. And, you know, I love playing with these guys. Um, but, yeah, just really be established in, in all those regards um, are, are just definitely next big milestones. Does this band have a name yet? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Just In Time. <laughs> just In Time. <laughs> Inspired yeah, they, uh... by the movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, they uh, – so – we, we got this gig uh, a few weeks ago and it's like this graduation party. And, um, you know, so it's like younger crowd for sure. And lots of energy from, from them. And like, they were super down for everything. Um, but I think like we played and we got such good feedback from them. It was like, maybe they said it was supposed to be like 300 people there. Uh, it was maybe like a couple hundred people there but still the biggest show I've basically ever played. And um, I think we were all so like 
juiced from how well the show was going and um, people were asking like, oh, do you have, you know, Instagram for the band or whatever? And so we made an Instagram after that night. We were like, make, we made an Instagram and we made a, um, uh, they presented the, the band name to me. Like, what do you think? You know, and I'm just like, man, <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, they were like, yeah, because, you know, you have, you, we're playing more your originals and your lead singing and everything. And so I'm like, yeah, let's, why not? It's, it's cute. That fits naturally and yeah <laughs> i mean the industry of music it's always a snowball effect right so we had a band on here yesterday uh pet needs we saw them a few weeks ago um they were the pre-band for another group called skinny lister and um they were amazing they were really cool so we talked to them after the show because it was like a little it was a club show right like 400 people and um, got some merch and uh, he was on the show and he was really friendly and he was t talking about how quickly this all snowballed and only like five months ago did they leave their jobs to do this full time. And it was super inspiring how through COVID their fan base basically kept them alive and now they're touring on a 40 date tour in uh, with no effects, which is like insane through the States. <laughs> it's it goes so quick, man. So uh and I think the commitment and then you got to make the right connection. Yeah. And I think now that you say that, I think um, that is one thing that like maybe that's one way I can kind of explain why music has gone for me so much better here than back home is because I sort of treated it here as like, you know, it is like obviously a passion and a fun thing to do, but it also became like, like a uh, way to make a living, you know? And now I, I am making, I'm at least able to, you know, pay my rent basically with, um, with gigs and stuff these days. And so maybe it, like out of necessity, I'm like, man, I need to, um, need to find ways to make money. And that's also a huge push for me and just kind of like sink or swim with music. So I think, yeah, I think, Moving here and the whole, you know, my music experience here has kind of shown me like, um, you know, maybe when you're comfortable, like back home, I always had a full-time job. I kind of treated music as like, you know, I want to do more, but you know, I don't, I never do anything with it. So I never pick up my guitar very much. Um, but here just being like, man, I've always wanted to busk. I need money. I'm going to get my ass out on the street and, you know, try to play for some coins, you know? just kind of like that that need for like need to make a living and and to do something that i feel like i can make a living with i think that's been a huge push for me and it's shown me that like you know i moved here for you know studies but it's shown me that i could have i could have just quit my job and moved here and you know not had a quote unquote good reason to except for to just do it if I wanted to and you know like and in my personal case I feel like I could have done that and um you know now I can see now I can see yeah it's all right but at the time you know I'm like man I don't know how it's going to be out there you know I better have like if I'm going to make a big move it should be for some big reason like school or whatever but in hindsight I'm like no this is all right you know becoming a musician is a big deal like yeah, time, yeah honestly Not yeah people yeah. can say that 
yeah i mean look at spotify streaming numbers right very few people can live off their spotify streams um, yeah because the payment isn't that great but um i don't know that's that's really cool it's really inspiring to see how you you build it you just i think it's also confidence right a big deal about how your stage presence is how you come over to the necessary people how you impress or what your first impressions are it's all about the level of confidence you have going into it and that really is mirrored in your performance and your quality of songs etc and i i think that's everything because if you don't have confidence you're not going to have a good show and uh, that's very true yeah that's what you got to focus on so if you got that everything else will come with time yeah. um and if you're already paying rent you don't need to worry about the finances as much so. yeah <laughs> that's a good thing um awesome well Justin, thank you so much for joining us. I don't have any other topics written down right now. Um, I have a last question, you have a last uh, which question. is, uh, Justin, if anyone listening to this wanted to see you soon, where could they find you? Yeah, so um, like we said, like where I met Scott, definitely I've been playing at uh, Dog Bar is the, the most commonly known uh, name for this place in Prague, but uh, Vizorkovna is the, uh, the proper name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Dog Bar, um, I play sometimes at this bar that I mentioned, Mescaleria. Uh, I just started playing for this McCarthy's Pub. It's Irish pub in um, like very center Prague. Also this, this pub, Gastro Bar, I've been playing at also very center. Um, so these have kind of been my last, uh, my last most relevant uh, venues to play at. And otherwise you might see just every every odd you know like i played letna park there's some event that was going on there i played um so yeah but these have kind of been the most uh the main ones that i've been playing at and in terms of when it's kind of been all over the place uh especially as i'm i'm only in prague for about a couple more months and then i'm going to plan planning to go back to the states for a short holiday and then come back to vienna so things are going to continue to change, but I still foresee, um, even in Vienna, I foresee coming back to Prague for maybe some weekend gigs. And, um, and then eventually I'll be back in Prague for um, the end of next uh, school year. So I'll be around, definitely. And where can people follow you uh, in terms of knowing more details in the future? Sure, yeah. So um, on my Instagram, uh, we, maybe we'll put it on the, the description or something, but I just changed my, my tag. It's l.ecoterroristo. It's like uh, the eco-terrorist in, in Spanish. And, um, but... Uh, other name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, someday, I'm, someday I'm sure that we'll uh, assimilate into a band name. Um, but otherwise on Spotify that the EP that we were discussing with the three songs, uh, you can just look up my name, Justin Brieno, Justin, and then B-R-I-E-N-O is my last name. Um, so I have the, these three tracks that we discussed on Spotify, also on YouTube, Apple music, all these, all these things, these, the same EP is all around there. So great. Well, um, awesome. the, the very last point on our agenda is we like to put our guest in the hot seat. Uh, if there's any other topics you want to bring that we didn't discuss now, now's your time to, to mention them. 
we just like to catch reactions of everyone. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no, I would just say, um, I mean, in terms of myself, I would just say, you know, I mean, I've said it already, but yeah, Prague, I mean, Prague is great. Uh, if you haven't visited Prague yet, definitely do it. It's a, it's a great city. It's a lot of fun. Um, as we said, great live music scene here. Uh, if you're a musician, you know, come check it out. Um, and otherwise, uh, yeah, that's it for me. I mean, I feel like I've said most thoughts in terms of, you know, where I'm at and in, in life and with my, my studies and with music and everything and why I'm here. But, um, I'm curious. So I, we, we talked briefly, Scott, but I am curious to kind of, um, see where, where you guys are at, uh, right now, because you were just visiting Prague. Uh, at the time I saw you? Yeah, we are currently, uh, well, I live in Aachen, in Germany, near the Dutch border. Toby lives across the Dutch border in Maastricht, a cool town um, where we both studied. And uh, we both work in the vicinity. Um, so Prague is always a destination we try and get to because it's a fun party place. Since I've been there, we've kind of all fallen in love with it. And uh, it kind of always just takes us back there. So I'm sure we'll bump into each other in the future there because I'm not going to wait another two years until I go to Prague. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Same, man. Like, when I go to Vienna, I, I foresee coming back to Prague, like, a lot. Definitely. 100%. Great. Then I say we keep in touch. And, uh, yeah, the podcast will always welcome you back. You're always happy to come back. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for the insightful stories and uh inspiring career aspirations um i'm i'm eager to see what happens next and you're always welcome back uh so yeah thank you so much man this was great thanks for having me man awesome yeah cheers justin thank you for coming on have a wonderful week enjoy and uh bye cheers guys bye bye